what we want to share about today is joy. There's joy in Jesus' birth. Amen? There's joy in our salvation. Amen? Come on. There's, there's joy to be walked out in this life. Right now, I mean, we heard, now, Joe Davidson, uh, he, if you weren't here on the 15th, he asked us all to laugh. He just said, I just want you to buckle down and laugh. Can you do that? Can you give a chuckle? <laughs> you see, as, as you laugh, the next person laughs. And then you may have heard Tammy cackling, and, and, and then and that's making you still laugh. See, it's just, it's contagious. It's contagious, because there's a reality that, that the joy in his birth, the joy in, in, in our salvation, there's a place for our joy to be redeemed, and there's a place for us to express our joy. Lord, would you be with us today as we hear your word? Would you be with us today to be partakers, to eat of your word? Would you allow us today that our soul I'm helping her today. Two for one. It's a bonus for everyone. So we find joy in his birth. Luke 1.14, you will have joy and gladness, gladness. There's still happening. Luke 1.14, you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. In Matthew 2.10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Jesus is the joy, right? He's the reason for the? Come on. He's the reason for the? You guys know that. Many of you wrote it on your cards. He's, uh, he's excited that we're focusing on him. He, he's... This is really what I'm, I, I hear him saying. It's a place to receive joy. It's a place to be received. It's a place to receive him in his, in, as, as he presents himself to us. Psalm 95.1, O come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Psalm 132.16, Her priests also I will clothe with salvation, and her godly ones will sing aloud for joy. In Romans 15, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 12, 3, therefore you will joy, joyously draw water from the springs of salvation. Psalms 118, the sound of joyful shouting and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. Oh, there's, a, there's some over on this side. There is joyful shouting and salvation in the tents of the righteous. The reality is that salvation is something that most of you have experienced. It's been intimate. It's a place of vulnerability. It's a place that's different. The way Tammy experienced salvation is different than how I experienced salvation. Now, we might both be a lively group together, but... We have some differences. You might see some of those today. Uh, but we experienced it personally. We experienced salvation personally. We experienced salvation in an incomparable way to one another and to each of you. The reality is the Savior came to us. We surrendered ourselves to him. And then what? And, and there was a reception. One to the other. Right? We had to, there, there, was, a, there was an ex, exchange. Can you close your eyes? I'm going to ask you to allow the Lord to remind you of that day. Do you remember the day that you made a decision to go to Him? Do you remember Him receiving? 
Do you remember the emotion, the feeling that you encountered? Whether it was for a moment or many moments, I also believe that all the cares of the world became dim. We sing that song that they become dim in the light of His glory. There's a reality that when we stepped into a place of salvation, a sense of the righteous we had a joyful shout. Now I've taken you to that place and you've had a bit of a reminiscence. So where's that joyful shout today? Where has the salvation become brighter than the things that weigh us down? It says, doesn't it? It says, therefore, you will you shout joyfully and salvation in the tents of the righteous. We're the righteous. There's joy. There's joy in his birth. There's joy in his birth. There's joy in our salvation. It says that the fruit of the Spirit is at the time of salvation. It says what? The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, peace, kindness, goodness, If we have the Spirit, if we've received the Lord, if we've climbed up in His lap, then we have the fruit of, of the Spirit. It, the reality is the fruit of the Spirit is not perishing. This is perishing. Maybe it's getting bigger before it perishes, but it's perishing. Nonetheless. <laughs> in second, uh, the second book, it's Sorry, Second John, first chapter, it says, Though I have many things to write to you, I don't want to do so with paper and ink, but I hope to come to you and speak face to face that your joy may be made full. How many of us want to experience the Lord face to face that our joy can be made full? Come on. Come on. Some of us need to look in the mirror. Not in the, not in the Polaroid camera. In the mirror. So the joy of the Lord who lives in us. The joy of the Lord who lives in us. John fifteen eleven. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be f- made full. In John 15, these things I've spoken to you so that my joy may be in you. Did you just read that? Oh, that is your verse. Sorry. You're the highlighted part. Acts 13, 52 says, and the disciples were continually filled with joy with the Holy Spirit. If you read in Luke, on Christmas Eve we read in Luke. We didn't read the whole 18 chapters, but we read in Luke. And it says, what, that Jesus was born, and it said that, you know, Jesus did lots of things. He healed people. It says that Jesus discipled people. He taught people. He healed people. He prophesied. It says that, that he discipled. He taught. He gave in parables. He, deci- he healed. He prophesied. Right? Right? And, and, and so now how many of you would, would say that you're a disciple of, of Christ? Are you sure? If you're a disciple, just keep your hand up. You're a disciple of Christ. And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Ha! Huh? It did not say like some of the time. <laughs> Make myself laugh. It said... It said the disciples, Acts 13, 15, you can read it. It's not my words, it's his. They were continually filled. Are you not a present-day disciple? Come on, you raise your hand. Filled, continually, with the Holy Spirit. I have a testimony about joy. <laughs> um, this past week, Tulio it's so funny because sometimes when you think about joy, like you think like sometimes a super spiritual encounter. I'm telling you, like Tulio found this little machine and it's called a labeler. Like, and you like poke in the word and it prints out the labels. Well, he has this little room in our house and that has his office in there and he 
get the door shut. And he was in there for a long time. And then he comes out. He's like, I feel great. I just feel great. I'm like, what? And I turn around and everything has a label. Everything. And it didn't stop there, people. Every light switch in my house has a label now. Every, so you know exactly what light goes to where. This light is the toilet light. This light is the fan light. This light is the vanity light. I'm like, okay. I'm like, Tulia, maybe you need to reel it in just a little bit. But I, I kid you not. Like, And then in between services, we were sitting in the office. He got out that little labeler again. I'm like, what are you doing? He was like, I got to label the coffee machine. I was like, okay. She said, why are you labeling? I said, well, it's going to help everybody in this house to keep things turned off. She was like, a label is not going to help. It had, well, one but time it did. Like, oh, what's this label for? And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, see, joy can come from anywhere. I just had to share that little disclaimer. Um, first, wasn't bold enough to share that. Yeah, First Peter 1 eight. I just thought about it again. And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, you believe in him. You greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your soul. Joy inexpressible. It doesn't mean that you can't express it. No, it means that you're expressing it so much that your container can't hold it. Joy inexpressible, full of glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, salvation for your soul. As we've got ready for this, which you can see there's notes on the top of that page. That's because they were for the 8th of <laughs> December. And so... Uh, the Lord was taking me to the book of Joshua. Have you read the book of Joshua? The first chapter of Joshua, what happens? Moses has died. The Lord is greeting Joshua. And in the midst of his, his peril, uh, in the midst of his suffering, I said to Mitch today, he said, you know, how can I pray for you? And I said, well, pray for me. I don't think that I have the voice of compassion that the Lord had in the book of, of Joshua. So I'm going to preface myself when I say that, because I want to read you what, what it says. It came about after the death of Moses, the Lord spoke to Joshua, Moses' servant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, arise, cross the Jordan, you and all the people, to the land which I am giving to them, the sons of Israel. In the message it says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Get going! Cross the Jordan River, you and all the people. Jo Joshua had a call of God. A time to carry a mantle, to lead the people. It wasn't all about him. It wasn't all about how he felt or, or what he had experienced. Right? Somewhere... Joshua allowed the Lord to come to him in compassion, but the Lord didn't back down. He wasn't, he wasn't in disregard for his sorrow, but he also wasn't subject to what happened. It's kind of easier said than done. But the reality is, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord's call, the Lord's design, the Lord's desire, the Lord's power, it is not subject to our circumstances. It is not subject to our opportunities. It is not subject to our failings. It is not subject to our misgivings. The power of the Lord, the call of the Lord, the desire of the Lord is subject to the Lord in His power. And his glory. There, there's a reality that there's a time for us to, to grieve. There's a time for us to, to, when we're hurting, there's a time for us for the Lord to have compassion upon us. 
there's not a time for us to say I'm a victim. And that there's no hope for me and that I can't get up and I can't fulfill this call and that there's not strength in me to do this. Because that's me saying that my call, that my destiny, that my dreams and my pathway is subject to something other than the Lord. Come on. I know that this is hard. Do I know where you've walked? No. Do you know where I have? No. Does the Lord? He does. And He knows the call on your life. He knows the plans and the intentions and the purposes. We sang it this morning. He will not fail us. I think to to talk about joy in the absence that we have sorrow or grief or misgivings or disappointments or anger or frustration would be a, uh, would be a lie. We're real people. We, we, have, we have those experiences. But we also must admit that the call of the Lord is not subject to our circumstances. I can't get that out of my head. I've been on this for two months. The call of the Lord is not subject to our circumstance. To our tragedy, it is not subject because he's only subject to his power. Because that's what causes his glory to come forth. If you keep reading in the book of Joshua, it says, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, I will be with you. Be strong and courageous. If you keep reading down to the end of of the first book of Joshua, he says again, be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. That's whether you're standing still or sitting up or moving forward or stepping backwards or rolling in the mud. And he doesn't say to Joshua, you've crossed the river, you're now strong and courageous. He prophesies over him, you are strong and courageous. Get up. Cross the river. Lead a nation. Change the world. In spite of your circumstance. Because of the power of God. In Nehemiah 8, it says, he said to them, go, eat of the fat, drink of the sweet, spend portions to him who has nothing prepared, for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not be grieved, for the Lord is your strength. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. For the joy of the Lord. That was my little intro cue. Um... I mean, wouldn't you like to be like a fly on the wall in our house? And, you know, could you imagine us? With the labeler. You know, with the labeler and, you know, someone preaching at you. On any given day, it can be like, oh, get up. And then I'm like, no, you get up. And then he's like, get up. And I'm like, no, you get up. You know, like you kind of fight back and forth like that. And because you kind of both sometimes get in your, get in your ish. Um, I just think about that sometimes because we do. He is very, Tulio is very compassionate, and most of you all know that, and you've seen him on any given day where he is very compassionate. But he is very emphatic, too. So, I mean, which together is a phenomenal thing to have in your house when it's pointed in the right direction, we like to say. Uh, I tried to label her while she was just I know. (laughs) That machine could not handle what that, this is getting ready to label. So, uh, anyways. Um, I, I, yeah, I just like to have fun. Anyway, um, so I, my portion, when we were talking about this word, about the joy of our salvation, and t- the two words that came to me was the joy of the Lord is our strength. And um, when I think about strength, I also think about endurance, too. And so those were the two words that I got, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So the joy of our um, salvation expressed. We talked about how this, like it's one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. And about how so often we don't use the Spirit that's within us 
And um, I, I, I just started thinking about that. Because in this scripture in Nehemiah, it says, Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, you know, when we think about grief, we do think about death. A lot of, I mean, normally that's kind of what we think about. Someone dying and grieving and those types of things. And, but the Lord also began to expand to me that we, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that could be anything. He's out to get us. But he's also out to kill, steal, and destroy our destiny, the purposes and plans that were made for us. And so sometimes we get kind of lost and you, you kind of grieve the loss of your purpose. I don't know if any of you have ever felt like that, but you kind of think like, well, I've just come too far. Like, I'm just too old. I just can't go back. And, you know, I, that would have been great if I would have had that revelation when I was back when. And, you know, and you think that I just have missed something. Something has been stolen from me. And when you kind of get in that mindset, you kind of just get a little, you do, you just kind of grieve and there's not a lot of joy in that area and you just kind of are kind of going with the flow. But the Lord started speaking to me about how the joy is our strength and how that the spirit of God that is within us is what we can use to, to battle in this world. And this is kind of what he, um, just quickly what he downloaded to me. It says, joy, do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Stop looking at what has been lost or stolen. Stop looking at how hard you have it or how difficult this life is. But keep your focus on him, for he is our strength. His ways and the ways that he operates are totally opposite than the way the enemy is controlling this world. Um our circumstances. His kingdom is the inside, outside, upside down kingdom where you lose to gain and you die to live. I mean, so like, have you ever thought about that? And like for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Have you ever thought about like when you see someone or if you've seen someone that in the middle, like of their circumstance, tragedy or just things are terrible in their life and they have this like crazy joy that's coming from them I mean and how that strengthens them in their circumstance because the joy of the Lord is their strength now I also said that later on I'm like joy isn't something you can fake it's not something that you can like pretend kind of like you know when Tulio had us laugh and you know you can kind of do a fake laugh I could do about three fake laughs, and then it gets like either it's either going to go totally silent or it's going to get real. You know how you do? Like you can kind of make yourself laugh, and then you kind of really laugh at yourself laughing, you know? So um, it just joy is something that is pure and that is powerful. And it's not something that comes from our circumstance. And it's not something that we can even conjure up in our brain. It's not even like even on the best day. You know, when you feel really good. That's still not joy. Joy is the thing of the spirit that stirs deep inside of us. It, it is the spirit. It's a, it's a sign that you are walking in the spirit. So uh, I wanted to share some real life examples about how just joy, like I have experienced joy in the middle of some really terrible circumstances. And uh, so I asked Lindsay if I could share some of our journey this year together. And um, I said in first service just how uh, powerful and what a privilege and a blessing it's been for Tulio and I to walk with the Brinkleys. I mean, and um, just the, the power that has come from walking with them. Um, for those of you that do not know, uh, Lindsay was married to Brandon Brinkley, and his sister is here today, Terry Brinkley. Uh, and he died last January. And so we're coming up on a year uh, of, of really walking that out. And this scripture, it says, do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, and I, you know, I'm kind of like, until this year, I really haven't thought about that. But when I think about how we walked with them, and I wish I could tell you 
some of the stories that happened with Brandon in some of those instances, but I just can't because they're really just not appropriate. But I mean, and I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. Um, you know, just one of the last times we went to the hospital or to the doctor's appointment with them, I mean, literally, I mean, really, we kind of got the worst news ever. We laughed the whole way home because Brandon's cracking jokes and he's, you know, just making us laugh like the whole time, embarrassing me, I'm just telling you. So um, it was pure joy because nothing of the circumstance would have said that we were really able to laugh. We couldn't have conjured that up in our brain because our brain said that the circumstance is terrible. It's terrible. And so I think about that, and I think about this last year and being with Lindsay, and there have just been points in times that, you know, I can go over there and she could just be a pool of mishigoo. And if y'all don't know, Lindsay, I'm just telling you, intense begets intense. I'm just telling you. I don't know how that works, but... This woman is intense. And uh, so, I mean, so when she is crying, she is crying. Isn't that right? You know, I I love her. She teaches me a lot because I'm one of those criers. I try to, like, hide the cry or fight the cry. Lindsay can just embrace the cry. I mean, and she can can just do it and breeze on through it. So, but it was so, as I started to think about it, that almost every time that we, I was there, and she could be in a pool of Michigan, and, you know, I don't have any words to say. She doesn't really have a lot to say. You know, we're just kind of sitting there, and you're kind of like, I, I don't even know. You know, we're just praying and asking the Lord to help us. And then all of a sudden, it's like, it just stops. And she has the most contagious laugh ever. And she can go from, like, she went from, like, this weeping to this, like, laughter that is, like, I mean, belly laugh. Like, sometimes she'd be rolling on the bed, like, just cackling. And I was like, really? Like, wow! Like, this is the greatest thing that I've ever experienced in my time. And what a testimony. Because that was a pure and powerful moment. I mean, right, like nothing, I mean, it was totally the Lord. I mean, because we could just, I mean, I, I wish I, I could say that it was me that I told a good story or a joke or something, but it wasn't. And um, it, it, it was just a beautiful, it's just been a beautiful experience for me. And when I read about this, do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Um, she's what I thought about. And, you know, and I really want to tell you from someone who's kind of been on the inside, the joy of the Lord has been her strength. And um, just how proud I am of her just walking with the Lord in tragedy and in times that, you know, where the circumstance stands against everything of who God is. I mean, she's fought hard to stand firm. And the Lord is meeting her. Anyway, so that's my little, I'm proud of you. Uh, so the word of the Lord today, I'm going to read, now I'm going to read. So the word of the Lord today is from the place of his kingdom. We will win with joy. We will overcome with joy. We will live with joy in a world that the enemy has painted with doom and gloom. We do not live for this reality, but for the reality that is yet to come. We become hopeless and weary because we lose sight of who we are and where we come from. The word of joy today is a reminder that we, that Um, Our strength is not from this world, but the world that we cannot see with our earthly eyes, but with our spirit. And then I just, I mean, I just, you know, the question is like, can you feel it stirring? Like if you just take a minute, and if you're hearing me, and if you're hearing me from here, you might kind of think I'm a little bit funny and a little bit crazy. But... If you really take a moment and you're hearing me from here, you feel the stirring that's inside of you. It's joy. It's the spirit. Joy is powerful. It is the voice of the children of God. It is the voice that sees and knows of the greatness that is to come. It is the voice that inspires us all to continue on. Can you hear it? In James 1, it says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. Nothing 
that the testing of your faith produces, excuse me, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let the endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And in Hebrews 12, therefore, since we have such a great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance, the sin which so easily entangles us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame sat down at the right hand of the throne of God for consider him who endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Okay, I said that we were, the two things that I got was strength and endurance. And so in James it talks about how um, your faith, uh, consider it all joy when you have a trial. Because endurance is what's going to come out of it. Your faith, that it's made perfect, complete, and you lack in nothing. And um, in Hebrews, the scripture, it says, Who for the joy sat before him, which was Jesus, he endured the cross. So the joy, you start seeing how joy and like endurance are kind of like working together. Well, I'm going to tell another story. I'm sorry. But... Um, it's so funny. I, I know this is crazy, but I, like, I love to exercise. I do. I mean, sometimes you can't tell it by the way I walk or the way I eat, but I love to exercise. And um, so a couple of years ago, Tulio and I went. It was actually for Ben and Daniel's wedding. And we took a little anniversary trip and to the beach, and we had this really nice hotel that overlooked the beach. And, I mean, it was just great. Well, I was on, you know, like my really intense exercise cycle. I'm on a little sabbatical right now, but, I mean, I was pretty intense a few years ago. And I said, we're going to exercise even while we're relaxing on vacation. So we're, we're going to bring your exercise clothes. We're going to do something. So we decided we were going to run on the beach. Has anyone ever ran on the beach? Hello? That's like the hardest thing ever. And you see those people on movies all the time, and they're like running, and they're like, yes, this is the greatest thing ever. It's not. Just so you know. Um, so anyway, so talk about how we're different. Tulio and I are getting ready to run on the beach. And, you know, he just throws his workout clothes on. He's like, okay, I'm ready to go. And I'm like, no, I got to get psyched up. I got to get focused in, got my headset on. I'm, you know, walking around. I'm seeing how far we're going to run, you know. And we'd set up. We started at the pier. And we were going to run. We'd set this ending point to turn around and so that we can come back. So I thought, okay, okay. And, you know, Tulio, I have a little bit longer legs than I do, was able to run faster than me. And I, if you don't know anything about me, I love to win I make everything a contest. This is supposed to be like a relaxing run. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, okay, game on, Tulio. And I'm watching all the other runners on the beach, and I'm like, okay, it's a race now. We're, I'm, I'm gearing up for it. I'm seeing how many people I can pass and all this other stuff. So here we start, and, of course, Tulio, he, he's first doing, he's being really nice, and he's, you know, jogging alongside of me. You know, and I could tell he's just kind of being slow to wait on me. And I can't stand that. So I just look at him, I was like, just go on. Just go on. I'm fine. Just leave me alone. Just go on and run. So he did. He just took off, you know. And so I start running, and I, I'm feeling really good, and I'm seeing the ocean, and it's great. And so we're coming up on our turnaround point. And, you know, and there's Tulio. He just runs right on by the turnaround point, and he just keeps running. I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, forget it. I'm going to beat him back. It's okay. I'll beat him back because he's running way out, and I'm like, he's going to get tired at some point. He's going to realize how far he's ran that way. So I just turn around at the turnaround point, and as I turn around, I start my way back, and, you know, you just start to feel it. 
you know, you feel like you've been running. I mean, I'm not some great runner. I never have been. And I, I'm starting to feel like every time like you're running, you know, you feel everything that as you, you run. And how you started out, like you thought you were in like chariots of fire or something, and like you're running, like great. Like now and I'm just like, oh God. But I can see the pier. I can see it. You know, for the joy set before me, I'm enduring this run. So I'm running, but I'd be daggone if that pier, it just felt like it was kept getting farther and farther away. And I was hurting. And I was just like, forget it. You know, I'm like, forget it. My music wasn't motivating me anymore. The view wasn't motivating me anymore. Nothing. And I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just going to stop. I just, I can't. I'm just going to stop. This is ridiculous. But I heard the Lord say, he's like, Tammy, stop looking at the pier. He's like, it's there, and you know it's there. He says, stop looking at the pier. Just take it one step at a time. Just focus on me one step at a time. You know, and I'm that type of person, like, when I exercise and I get to that point where you're exhausted and you're hurting, all your defenses are down. It's a great time for the Lord to speak to you. And I heard him, and I'm like, oh, you were so right. So I just kept my focus on my, you know, the ground. As my feet were hitting the ground, one step. I just kept saying, one step, one step. And I felt like this, this joy, and I'm like, okay, I can do this. Endurance started rising up within me. And I'm like, I even looked at the pier, and I'm like, I don't care if you see eternity away. One step, one step. So, and right about the time, you know, it's like you're embracing this, and you're like, I can do this. moment me and the Lord being encouraged and I said really really are you serious and you know and Tulia was he wasn't trying to patronize me even though I felt like he was he was really just trying to encourage me on but I just could not receive that I told him I said shut up and just run I'm like leave me alone and so, and he did. He just ran, and he made it to the pier before me. And, and I just started running, and I'm like, I'm, I'm going, I'm going. It doesn't matter. I'm, the joy set before me is the pier. And I'm going to make it. And I didn't stop, because I'm a fighter, and I got to win. So I was going to win, even if I came in second in my mind. But the Lord just started showing me this picture of how that and like our walk sometimes with the Lord is. Like the joy set before us. Like sometimes you get started out and you're started out, you have like, yes, this is what it is. And you're all excited. And the first part of the run, you're like, great, this is awesome. It's going awesome. You're enjoying every single moment. About halfway through, when you make the turn, that's when you start getting tired. And your body starts hurting. And, and everything around you isn't quite working like you thought it was going to work, you know. You had this picture that you were just going to soar right through this race and nothing bad was ever going to happen. So now reality setting in that you're tired. And the, and the joy seems like an eternity away. And you're like, what? The Lord meets you there. And he starts to speak to you. Now, for me, he said one step at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> one step at a time. And that, like, started, it, it encouraged me. But how many of you, you, you feel this? Like, so you get that second wind, and you're feeling pretty good, and you're one step, one step, one step, one step. And if I don't be daggone, if someone doesn't show up, and they finish their race and things are going great for them and you're still stuck back here saying one step, one step, one step, one step. And that person's even trying to be nice and give you some encouragement and you're just telling them to shut up. You're like, it's easy for you. But look at me. 
and how that that, our circumstance, starts to define who we are and who God is in those moments. And that really, what it is, is the joy that's set before us. I don't know what all that is. I mean, I know it's Him. I know there's joy that is set before me in my walk with the Lord. I know that there are a lot of times that um, my circumstance says something totally different. And that's when I have to grasp hold of it's the inside, outside, upside down kingdom. And when you start to look at things from his way and his mindset, it really doesn't matter what's going on out here. And it is contagious. It is contagious. Um, I love, uh, I'm going to tell one more little story. It's contagious. I got one minute and I'm going to pass it. So um, it's contagious. I also love going to the rec center down here in Christiansburg. See Leonel there quite a bit. And Tim, wherever he is. I see several of you there. Marcy is a frequenter. And, but I started going there. I don't know. It's been, I've been going there for years now. But I started, when I go, and I, I just, I love to worship while I'm on the elliptical machine. I mean, I've gotten so, I mean, I'm just going to toot my own horn here for just a second. I've gotten so good on that elliptical machine that I can do like crazy things on that. I, you know, I can hold my hands up and I'm, woo! You know, if you ever catch a view of me on the elliptical, it's a sight, I tell you. So, um, but I just started, you know, just going in there and doing my thing, have my head set in. And when I get caught up in the worship, that's all she wrote. It don't matter who's around, you know, and I can be singing upside down kingdom, you know, I'm, I'm preaching it on there. So anyway, but I kind of have, after a while, I kind of started getting this little following, little by little, you know, people are kind of like, hey, you're getting some work out there, you know, and I'd be like, yeah, I just had some good Jesus time on that elliptical, you know, and then they kind of back away a little bit and, you know, so, but I just started dropping little hints like that throughout my time. Well, now in the morning, I have this little group of people. They're, they're a little bit older folks, but love them. And they all greet me. They all tell me what a good job I'm doing on the elliptical. They tell me what's going on in their life. I get to pray for them. I get to ask them about the next time I see them, how's their mom doing? How's their? I see Jenny there too. Jenny's a good uh, rec person. We're infiltrating the rec center. But then I started going in the evenings, and there's these little fellas that work, that I call them fellas, at the front desk. And so one day, I just started bringing in food. And this one guy, I mean, he's a really nice guy, and I just felt like I was supposed to bring him a little bit of food. So I started bringing him some food. Well, then sure enough, after a week or two, we, you know, he would bring me some fresh stuff from his garden. We kind of started this little co-op thing. You know, we just swapping some food back and forth. Well, this other guy said, well, I want to be, can, you don't ever bring me any food. This other guy that works the desk, he's like, well, can you bring me something? I'd like to have something to eat. So sure enough, brought him, bringing him in something to eat, you know, and then a little ways longer, there's this new guy that starts. He's on a special diet. I bring him something to eat with a special diet. Well, lo and behold, there's this one other guy. That, you know, he's a little bit harder to get to know and a little bit harder to like sometimes. But he came up to me and he said, well, now, I'm the only one that you haven't brought food to. So I just told them, they were all standing there. I said, well, I want y'all to know, this is called a ministry. And they just look at me and I was like, y'all are my ministry. You realize that, don't you? I said, I'm feeding you, but there's some ulterior motive going into this. And they just look at me and I'm like, because I'm praying for that food that you're ingesting. You know, and there's some good stuff going to come out of it. And I tell them where, they all tell them, where you go to church? And I said, well, I'll tell them where I go. I'm like, you should come check us out sometime. And so anyways, but then this other little fella, he came up to me a few weeks later. He said, Miss Tammy, I heard you have a list of people that you bring food for. Can I get on that list? I said, sure, what's your name? 
he told me his name, and I said, the next thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring, I said, are you allergic to anything? He says, just negativity. I said, you're my kind of person. I'm going to bring something to eat. Now, I say that to say, and I don't even know how many of those people know how Jesus crazy I am, but I came in just the other night right before Christmas, and one of the young guys was working at the desk, and I was in and out. I was in a bad mood, and I didn't really say anything. And as I'm leaving, he said, well, why are you such a Grinch? And I said, well, I'm not a Grinch. He says, well, you didn't speak to anyone when you come in here, and you were getting ready to leave without speaking when you left. He said, and you don't ever do that. He says, so what's wrong with you? And then I just realized, I'm like, I am contagious around here. Like, these people are really seeing that I, there's a difference about me. And it's really not about, it's just me being me walking into a place. It's contagious. Have you ever thought about that? The way you love people, this joy? And then I realized, I'm like, I probably was, I wasn't being joyful that night. So he really picked up on that. So I just wanted to say, in my little ending spill, I know it was an added story, that for the joy set before us, doesn't matter what your circumstances, but for the joy that is set before you, let's go. Let's do this thing. Let's live this life. Let's embrace 2014. For the joy set before us, we might be surprised at what we find this year. Amen. I feel like I've been you know, uh, one day in this past year, someone said to me, they said, I, you know, I think you've convinced yourself that the cup is half full. I, I, I like this person, so I thought about that. I was thinking about that, and this person then said to me, in fact, so much so, I think you've deceived yourself that the cup is half full. Well, now that really... You know, kind of got to me a little bit. And I thought to myself, you're dang straight, my cup's half full. I said, and who cares about the cup? Let's fill it up. I said to them, I said, get rid of the cup. Why, why are we limiting what God wants to do? And that the reality is, is that I don't want people to be in comparison but, but it's just a flow. I said to someone the other day, I said, do you realize when you worship from here that it's powerful? Well, how could it be powerful? I said, I said there's momentum in your worship. When our worship team stands up here, there's momentum. They have a microphone and they're calling what we don't often realize is that when we're standing here and we're participating, there's momentum. And then this momentum gets with this momentum. And there is a, there is a power. Indescribable. Inexpressible. This morning I woke up. Uh, I was going to share something different to finish. But I woke up to something that Crystal wrote. And I asked her uh, in the middle of the service <laughs> if I could share it. I'm not going to read it all. I'm going to encourage you to read it. Uh, so halfway through it, this year I, I pushed the Lord away. I was angry. I was bitter. I shut him out. This year, I shut down. I quit. I couldn't take it anymore. I collapsed under this weight. This year, for me, was like a war zone. Somewhere amidst the bloodshed, I fell down. I fell down. I couldn't get up. And I stayed down. I cried out to him, my king. I cried I screamed. I thought I would die. I would die. He came to me. He saved me 
once again. He brushed me off. He whispered something my ears couldn't hear. Something my heart would not forget. Something clicked inside of me. It clicked back on. He reminded me he is steady. He is strong. He reminded me he knows me. He knows who I am. He reminded me that he's here for me. He's here for me. He reminded me that he is and he will be. He reminded me that he is God and nothing escapes him. No attacks, no schemes, no hits go unpunished. He reminds me he is the king. He sits on the throne. He looked me in the eyes and said, Crystal, it's time. It's time to get up. In Matthew 26, 41, it says, keep watch. It says, keep praying. Don't enter temptation. It said, the spirit is weak, but the flesh is willing. My contact got flipped up. The spirit is willing. The heart is weak. I, I want to share with you today the joy. As disciples, we have the joy. As people in this earth, we've walked in tragedy and turmoil. We've walked in death, in circumstance. We've walked in disappointment and disillusionment. And our God is not victim to that. I don't know if you're in the place of being beat down. I don't know if you're in the place of being laid down. I don't know if you're in the place of rolling. I don't know if you're in that place where Crystal was last night. She put her hand up. I don't know if you're in the place that you've stood up as hard as it is because you've made it. In that verse, it said, the spirit. It's talking about the man, the person, the saint being willing. Greater than the, their ability. Because the reality is, I get in the ditch because of the circumstances of this world. I'm probably, I'm, I'm unable to get out of this ditch because of the circumstances of this world. It's not me that's going to pull myself up out of the ditch. And as much as I love this woman and as excited as she is, it's not going to be her that pulls me out. As hard as she might try. It is going to be the power of God. It is going to be the willingness of saying like, And I want to invite you today. I'm going to ask you to stand. I, I'm inviting you today. For some of you, it might be that you've got to change the perspective. But there's a place to walk in the joy of salvation. There's a place to say, okay, I, I can't get out of this ditch, but I'm going to make a choice to sit up and extend my hand. And God's going to reach out to my hand so that I can walk in the fullness of the joy. There may be someone here today, and you say, I have no concept of what you have said to great stories, and you need to learn how to wish your wife a happy anniversary, but uh, you, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what? Jesus' birthday, we celebrated on the 25th, and I'm not going to get into a historical discussion. It was uh, Doug Reed's relative's birthday that day too. Today can be your birthday to, to be with Christ. To say, I'm, I, I, I can't do this. It can be a day of saying, okay, I've been trying to do this on my own and my own power, my own spirit. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll over or I'm going to turn around 
and I'm going to put my hand out because there's room on his lap for me. There's room in his hand for me. There's joy to be had. There's plan and purpose to be walked out. And I'm going to, I've given you time. Why would I say do it today and not delay? Because you'll get distracted and you'll forget. Today's a day to be transformed and changed. And whether your cup exists and has 10, 20, 50, 75, he's, he's the promise that he'll well up, oh joy. He'll well up, oh joy. Amen. So I'm just going to get you to close your eyes just for a second. Just felt like the Lord just wanted to respond in our seats. And I don't know about you, but I, I'll be raising my hand, but this year has definitely been a year for me personally. It's been probably one of the, the toughest years that I've lived. And so I just, I just felt like there's some people out there that in that same spot that just need to go into 2014 with some, some different perspective, some different joy. Uh, in, in relationship to those things. So I'm just going to keep with everybody's eyes closed. If that's you this, today, I just, I just want you to raise your hand. I, I'm just going to pray for you. Just that this, this season that you're going into needs to be a different season of, of joy. And, and maybe we've been dreading or we've been trying to run from 2013. I, just, I want to overcome it. Uh, Lord, I really feel like the Lord said, don't run from it, overcome it. And, and you're going to overcome it with my power and your spirit. My power and my spirit, says the Lord. So, Lord, I just pray. I, I just agree with those that are raising their hands. Uh, God, right now, in Jesus' name, God, that, that this year, God, 2014, God, will be a year to overcome, God, a, a year to not just run from 2013 or run from those things, Lord, because, Lord, we, even as a body, Lord, even as personally, God, we've, there's been loss. There's been uh, death. There's been things that have uh, come in and... and been frustrating and, and, and some of us have just really walked a, a walk that's been hard this year but just like crystal's facebook i mean a lot of us have lived that and i just pray right now in jesus name god for joy to be there to be these people's strength right now in jesus name god there will be a joy that rises up that they don't understand they can't, can't comprehend it'll be something that is totally from you that they know that they know that they know that it is you so, Lord, I just pray that for myself. I pray for that those that are holding up their hands right now in Jesus' name. God, I just I know that whether circumstances change or not, I just pray right now that they change because of the joy of the Lord in them. And, Father, from that, I'm just declaring that, God, we'll be able to change circumstances. We'll be able to change them from, from your heart and your spirit out from there. So, Lord, we just thank you for that. just want to thank you for your kingdom in that. So, Lord, I just pray for us this morning, God, that I just know that that's just, it's just an important word, this, this, this word that we've ended with this year of joy. And I know that, as Rick shares, maybe the next couple of weeks there will be a, a word for 2014. But I know that I really believe that the word going out of 2013, even in the hard year that it's been, is joy. Joy for the joy set before you, you endure. For the joy set before us, we will endure. We will overcome. And God, we thank you for that. And we bless you for it. So just receive that today. Receive that in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. If you need any other prayer, if you need some extra prayer, uh, come, come find us. Um, also, just if you haven't heard, another facet of this thing is Josh Udy uh, did pass away on um, Christmas Day. Uh, so be praying for the, let's pray for them right now, just the Burbies and the Udys. Um, uh, that kind of got out on Facebook and kind of got out on some messages, but I'm not sure everybody got that. So, um, so Lord, even, I just pray, even as we prayed for this year, even it's been a hard year, even I know for the Burbies, it's, Lord, I know as I, we were speaking to Tom, it's been the, probably the hardest thing he's ever, one of the hardest things he's ever gone through. But even in that, God, just hearing the testimony of Rena and just how she stood and how the family has stood. And, 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 and Lord, we just declare that joy would rise up even in the midst of that situation, God. That, 
God, that in the name of Jesus, I just we just pray for that memorial service, God, even as it's before all this, most of the students in that school will be at that service, God, as he was a teacher. And so, Lord, I just, we just pray that, God, even the testimony, um, just as Brandon Brady lives in the testimony of us, God, just how Brandon's influence in our lives just changed us. Lord, I know that, God, that you're going to speak that same thing into these students, into the family, into friends that come, God, the way that Josh stood. Um, and so, Lord, we just ask in the name of Jesus for that time to be a time of declaration. God, in the Spirit of God, would just rise up in that place and bring life, joy, and celebration in that time. So, Lord, we thank you. We just pray special strength over them. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, if you need prayer, come find us. Otherwise, go in the joy of the Lord and greet somebody in that. Go love on somebody. And we'll see you back next week.